0: This is Rachel
1: McElroy. Hey there, hosers. This is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. So. hey eh? eh? hey This is our second <laughs> f- sort of fill-in episode that we are recording. Immediately after recording the last fill-in episode. So we're I feeling wish, loosey-goosey. I wish
0: we could call them. Okay, so I have an idea for what we can call these. Okay. Because fill-in sounds like we're not really putting our heart into it.
1: And we're not.
0: I kind of want to call it like a, like a dandelion episode. Oh. and we are We are just... You know, just like blowing into a dandelion, and the little dandelions seeds seeds are going into the future and planting flowers. Oh,
1: that's good.
0: So, rather than fill in, can we call these like our dandelion
1: episodes? No, I think I think people are going to hear that and they're going to go, "I know exactly what that means," (laughs) which is my favorite thing about it.
0: So, but yes, we did just finish recording another episode.
1: But we're but we're but now we're warmed up. We're warmed up, aren't we? That's one way of thinking about it. I never think about it like that as much as I think about it as I'm, now I'm exhausted and anything mm-hmm. goes. We're going to get rough and raw in this one, which is appropriate. Oh, because I wish
0: we never described our show that way.
1: Rough and raw? Yeah. Okay. Well, then it's not going to be rough and raw then. It'll be very manicured and buttoned up and... And cooked. And cooked. <laughs> <laughs> thoroughly, thoroughly roasted. <laughs> we talk about things that we like and things that we're into on this show called Wonderful and a lot of stuff in our lives have changed during the pandemic, during, during this quarantine time. Uh, you've been pregnant for about 17 months now. <laughs> yeah. And I found that's out, changed too. I found out
0: I was pregnant maybe three or four months into the pandemic, I guess, uh, which makes it feel like the whole pandemic, right. basically.
1: The thing that has changed most. I feel like in our lives during this time has been the rise of hockey as a thing that we now care a lot about.
0: Okay, see, I don't know that that's fair to say.
1: The thing that has changed most in my life during this pandemic is that hockey has become a thing that I can
0: Yeah, I would say if nothing else, I have returned to something that I I used to be a big part of my life. Interesting. And I had kind of stepped away from, um, really not until I moved out of my parents' house and didn't have a bud to watch hockey with.
1: Right. Um, Uh,
0: And, you know, it's not the easiest sport to find on television if you don't have cable. Uh, and I didn't have cable or an app dedicated to hockey until very recently.
1: And now we do. <laughs> and, and now, now we, we do. We've watched uh, St. Louis Blues games, as that is the team that you grew up yeah. uh, admiring and is now sort of our, our team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we watched, anytime they're in the playoffs, we would watch yeah. pretty pretty uh, religiously. But the idea of watching Every game of an entire season of any sport (laughs) is Uh it it is wild to me that we have done that. But like in this hockey season, we have watched every every single Blues game without fail. And that's pretty wild. And so this this episode is about hockey. This episode's about hockey and how it has finally clicked (laughs) as I guess it's more about sort of like the concept of sports and why people like them, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big topic that I only kind of now just get. Uh Have you have you had any passing interest in watching sports or being a fan of a team outside of the, the St. Louis Blues?
0: I mean, just baseball, and that was largely because the I Cardinals, am from St. Louis, yeah. and the Cardinals are a very good team and have always been, more or less. Yeah. Uh, and so I I went to baseball games, like, maybe once a year, and I would watch it occasionally. Um, but no, hockey's the only sport that I enjoyed and became knowledgeable about. And right. knew, like, the names and stats of players.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm there, too, and that's pretty wild also. I, I, I have had a couple flirtations with sports uh, where when I, I, I grew up, uh, watching the Reds by which I mean like maybe a couple of games a year. And then yeah. I lived in Cincinnati and went to a few games because we talked about this very recently. Going to a baseball game is, is pretty fun. Watching a baseball game on television is the opposite of fun. Uh, <laughs> even when they were like in the in the playoffs, and it was like they were a great team that year, it was a total fucking snooze fest. So, well, and
0: your dad has always been a big sports fan.
1: Dad has always been a big sports fan. He was a uh, commentator for uh, for Marshall football for a while, um, and yeah, I mean, grew up. Because he bounced around a lot when he was younger, I feel like he sort of adopted a bunch of different teams. Yeah. I remember he was a Bucks fan and a Bengals fan and a Browns fan to a lesser extent, and then was a Reds fan. Um and yeah, has just has you college know, sports
0: too. I feel like he like Ohio less State. So oh
1: yeah, Ohio State for sure. Less so these days, but but uh yeah, definitely was into that. But it didn't, it never really rubbed off, right? So we all played sports at different times in our life, but I feel like that's not uncommon. It just never we never took it to the next level. Like yeah. it never became a it never became a hobby. Uh, either watching or playing sports, and I feel like, and the, one of the main reasons I wanted to do this episode is the gag is like, oh, sports ball, and yeah. like right now, and and that comes from a lot of different places, right? Like, uh, like <laughs> uh-huh. not being a part of that world growing up, and also c- uh, criticizing, and rightly so, the many many things that kind of suck shit about that world. On a professional level across so many different sports. And I'm not saying hockey is p- perfect. And I would argue
0: that, that people like people that maybe aren't alienated by sports feel alienated by some other interest, like music, for example. Yeah. You know? Sure. Like the more time you invest into learning about something and kind of collecting information, the more likely you are to alienate the kind of casual fan who maybe at some point is just like, you know what, I'm never gonna catch up. Forget it.
1: Right. Um, And I can't believe it's hockey (laughs) that made me cross that. That divide, I feel like. Yeah, I
0: can't really explain. So, I, th- this is like, this is old. This is like an episode of Rose Buddies where we decided to talk about things that we liked just casually for one special episode. And I talked about the early 90s with the St. Louis Blues, but that was like, that was Brett Hall. That was like yeah. one of the.
1: Brett Hall, we have to explain who these. It's who like these. one of
0: the greatest hockey players to ever play the game. Like, I was talking to Griffin the other day about the phenomenon in the 90s of 50 goals in 50 games, like this idea that that you could you could score a goal, if not every game, multiple goals in one game, so that by 50 games you had 50 goals, which is something that doesn't happen anymore. And like Bret Hull did this. Right. You know, like this is a thing that like him and Wayne Gretzky and, and maybe if you've ever heard of hockey players – Like these are the ones you've heard of. And like this was happening in my hometown and it was enormous sure, uh, and exciting to watch, even though (laughs) the team was not particularly good. Uh, He always was. And so this was a big deal like in my house and and growing up. and, And I don't know. I just like kind of fell into it in elementary school and and we would go to two games a year we would go to a game around my dad's birthday and a game around my birthday
1: oh that's delightful mm-hmm.
0: uh and we, I mean, this is when my dad started collecting hockey stuff. I like waited in line to get a hockey player's signature at like a Dillard's or something, you know, like we, we went to the Hockey Hall of Fame when I was in middle school. Like that was my first trip out of the country was to go to Canada to right. the Hockey Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it is, it is a big part of growing up for me, but it was always difficult to find other hockey fans as I got older. And so I just kind of fell off watching
1: it is it is i mean the the common thing i feel like that is said about hockey as a sport or a pastime in america specifically i guess because uh, i don't think this would be true in canada or you know probably russia i'm not entirely sure what cultural place uh hockey fills there but i imagine it's quite important is that it is sort of the less less loved uh, child of yeah. of the family. It's and not part of it. Is or... like
0: it's it's pretty cost prohibitive to to get into hockey. Yes, you know, like you can play football or soccer or baseball just like at a park somewhere. Yeah, but with hockey, like you know, even if you played street hockey on rollerblades, like you still had to have a net. You still had to have sticks. You still had to have rollerblades. a lot of gear. Right, a lot of gear.
1: Football, you just need. Ball. Yeah, exactly maybe pads (laughs) so you don't hurt yourself baseball even is just two two things and some like i we would lay down jackets at the park to be our bases like yeah it's easy to input but hockey is yeah that's a good point i've never played hockey i have played most other sports at some point in my life but i've never played hockey although now i have the bug i kind of do i would would like to play hockey one i think i said this to you like i want to play hockey once with children because (laughs) i'm 33 now i can't take my first hit (laughs) now like my body is not toughened enough to sort of withstand that but i i do mostly i think just want to shoot a puck at a net and see if i could make it in we
0: had a a friend here in austin who no longer lives here but he grew up in minnesota and has since moved back to minnesota and he played hockey like in college like was was playing at an advanced like almost professional level and he joined like a you know, just kind of like an uh, an adult fun league, yeah, while he was here in Austin, and we would occasionally go to his games and uh'm kind of bummed he's not here anymore now that we're watching so much of it because uh there's I have just have a lot of questions and a lot of
1: questions <laughs> about what it's like
0: it's difficult uh, that's the other thing, like Griffin will sometimes ask me questions about the game. And there's a lot I still don't understand about it. Oh, sure. Uh because you can enjoy, you know, the goal scoring and 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 such without really understanding why certain whistles are being blown. <laughs> but it is
1: it is here's the thing. My appreciation of hockey has developed over this season of watching every game because I have learned why the whistles get blown sometimes and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and see this
0: is the difference I think between me and you. Like you're you're a man that enjoys to find out what the rules are and right. what the strategy is. Uh, I just like that they skate real fast, and sometimes the puck goes in the net.
1: <laughs> I, but there, there are, uh, there are a lot of misconceptions I had about hockey, and I think these are the common misconceptions uh, that that you have that kind of keeps you from like caring about it. I mean, aside from the big reason you wouldn't care about sports, which is just like I'm not a I'm not a sports fan. Yeah, but what's helped me crest that hill is learning about the rules of hockey has helped me see it as a game first. And that has kind of like blown my mind wide open in that like, I love games. I love video games and board games and I love competition in a rule set. And I have never, I for whatever reason I have always driven this, div- this firm divider between the games I play and my love of, of, of well-crafted games and sports because of the like physical element of it yeah and it's really really easy to write that off like oh well that's you know it's it's a different thing because they are strong and hitting each other and doing all this other stuff when really like the, the thing I like the least about hockey is the hitting of each other. Like it genuinely makes it tough to watch when somebody gets fucked up, which unfortunately yeah. for the St. Louis Blues, they are having a catastrophic season of injuries yeah. where a lot of their star players are just out of commission. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't, when they fight and they do fight in hockey, it is so – it's kind of weird It's to me. Like, it's not the thing I'm like, yeah. It's, a, it's not a bloodthirstiness. Like, I don't enjoy that part of it.
0: And it's strange how they talk about it, too, because – and I have noticed this a lot, and this has been kind of fascinating to me as an adult watching. They talk about that play, that kind of rough play and fight as a way to, like – energize the team and energize the fans and it's like it's a strange way to kind of couch that like what is basically violence of just right yeah we did it to really get the team invested and it's like oh i don't know if i like that reasoning yeah (laughs) so there's there's a lot about it that feels like kind of like this this is dangerous and and maybe not something that people should be playing and i think that's true with a lot of sports you know obviously any football fan would tell you like like i don't i don't know that this is actually something we should continue to support right uh, <laughs> but like there's there's an elegance to the rules of it you know and and how it
1: works well and also a lot of the violence that you uh, associate with hockey like a lot of those rules exist to prevent that violence it's yeah. too to like a, and, and once you watch enough uh, hockey like and you learn about like uh you can't trip people like you just can't trip people you can't uh you can't raise your stick up above the top of the goal like because that's it just a stick being up like that could hit somebody in the face and it does like people do get injured there are
0: like immediate repercussions you know like if If you fight, you're out of the game for five minutes. You know, if you like trip somebody, you're out of the game for two minutes. Like they pull you out and sit you in what is literally called a penalty box.
1: Right. And those (laughs) are the biggest scoring chances that the other team has. What another thing that kind of helped hockey click for me is sort of boiling it down to brass tacks, which is like it is a game about hitting the puck into the net. And then you can sort of see how everything else that happens in the entire game, every rule that exists, every strategy that exists, is all about like creating opportunities for that to happen. So that's why like, uh, I used to not understand what icing was. And it was like the thing I would always talk about when, why don't you like hockey? Because it's just like people bashing into each other until icing gets called and nobody understands what the fuck that <laughs> means. What it means is that like if the other team is about to score, you can't just hit the puck as hard <laughs> yeah. as you can away from the goal and not like intend to play It's
0: like it. foursquare, you know, like no no cherry bombs. Right. And then <laughs> you
1: think like, well, why not just have one person posted up by the other team's Like goal and then just pass them the puck and get it in there. Well, that's offside like that. That would be breaking the rules. So like the rules are very they make a lot of sense. Like they are there to keep you from killing each other in in this sport where friction is an afterthought.
0: Well, and some of the stuff is newer. So hockey has always kind of been an underdog. And they have made changes to the game to make it more exciting and more accessible for like more viewers. Uh, like you know, a lot of sports I guess do this where they will kind of adjust the rules a little bit. But like for example, like the the crease is smaller for the goalie now, and so they like there's there's less room for like uh, monopoly for the goalie. Like there's more chances to score because of that. Like there's there's lots of uh, lots of changes. That delay of game thing is new yeah where like if you accidentally hit it out of the ice like there is a potential penalty associated with that so they they have made changes to make it like even harder and more interesting to the viewers
1: i feel like you can't really appreciate hockey until you sort of know why anybody on the ice does what they are doing and i feel like it's hard to understand that unless you know like what what it means for them to try and put an opportunity together well
0: that and also the players you know i think that's the thing that i don't know if you really understood or if i really understood like following more games means that you have a better understanding of the players and what they've been through and how their talents have changed and like how they work together as a team Um, those are all things we have really spent a lot of time learning this year of like watching uh, from the very beginning is they like try to figure out like who do we put on the ice together who has the best chemistry who works best together yeah like it, you watch the beginning of the season you really get a good sense of like who brings what
1: yeah uh-huh. there's a there's a story there's like a narrative to each sort yeah. of player's performance on the ice and this is like another like you know the, the cult of personality that exists around talented athletes is, again, like a, a thing that I've also never really put much stock in until we started watching hockey like this. And now I feel like I know how each of these individual people plays the game. Uh, and, and that, is, even that, that must seem like the most basic thing to somebody who's been watching sports for a while. But I think it's just a, a thing that you don't sort of realize is something you could care about. I feel like uh, that adds like a whole nother element to it. This this like personal investment angle in like the people themselves, uh, which then, you know, sports sort of create narratives that spiral out from that. And sometimes they're not great, but like Vladimir Tarasenko being injured and and then like his story is kind of all about that is like, I don't know, there's a lot of chances for for these narrative maybe i'm like dehumanizing like the actual players themselves but uh, before we before we talk more about players
0: should we should we steal each other oh, away oh we should
1: definitely steal each other away <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality. And you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks.
0: Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to
1: do that? Well, first of all, it would be
0: to get 50% off.
1: We have a couple uh, rumpled bombs here for you. And this first one's for Ron and it's from Talia uh, who says, Happy belated birthday or possibly happy early anniversary. In the ultimate act of love, I'll debase myself and present you with a pun. It's like Talia doesn't recognize that I am also being debased in this transaction. <laughs> uh, I even made it a coffee pun just for you. What's a barista's favorite exercise... At the gym, the French press. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I see you. My heart is <laughs> racing right now. Anyway, uh, thanks for making the past eight years the best ever. Here's to many more. It could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. This was, I would say, it was good. It had, it certainly had entertainment value to it, which I would say is not true of a lot of just sort of... Uh, Right over the plate puns like this. But uh, yeah, tricky needle to thread, Talia. Uh-huh. And you, 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 you threaded it uh, quite neatly. Congratulations. Congratulations. And this is, I think, uh, closer to the anniversary. So happy anniversary.
0: Can I read the next one? Oh, yeah. It's a message for the Brunch Squad. All right. It's from Ellen. What's up, Brunch Squad? I can't thank you enough for all the support and love you provided while I finished grad school. It's invaluable to me. I humbly request that you all remain powerful, unstoppable, and comprised of at least 50% mimosa. I can't wait until we are able to reunite in person. It will be one heck of a brunch. Love, Dr. Potato. I mean... Friends of the show, brunch squad. Friends of the show, brunch
1: squad. Pros of being 50% mimosa. Vitamin C? Yeah. Definitely. Cons? You'd be dead
0: you would die (laughs) yeah the after effects of that i think scurvy
1: would be an afterthought but so would consciousness
0: yeah in the moment who doesn't love it but the next day
1: oh boy yeah mimosas are right up there with like buffalo wings for me of things i love (laughs) at the time of their consumption and things that i hate within a half hour of their consumption yeah yeah but yeah so 50 percent is too much but, you know, 1%, 2% is still probably, I mean, if we're talking about total body volume, that's still probably a lot. But I'm not going to that. Now, what if you, you go
0: past 50 and then you cross over, like, let's say 69?
1: That's awesome. Yeah. But you would still be dead because <laughs> you need more stuff than just mimosa in your body. You need bones and muscle tissue and things like that, mm. you know? You can't turn into an Alex Mack mimosa puddle. Do you know what I mean?
0: Oh, I love that, though.
1: Yeah, I do, too. That's fun. Where's that reboot? We are the host of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and now, nearly 10 years into our podcast, the secret can be revealed. All the clues are in place, and the world's greatest treasure hunt can now begin. Embedded in each episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me is a micro-clue that will lead you to 14 precious gemstones all around this big, beautiful, blue world of ours. So start coming through the episodes. Uh, let's say starting at episode 101 on. Yeah, the early episodes are pretty problematic, so there's no clues in those episodes no no not at all the better ones the good ones clues ahoy listen to every episode repeatedly in sequence laugh if you must but mainly get all the great clues my brother my brother and me it's an advice show kind of but a treasure hunt mainly anywhere you find podcasts or treasure maps my brother my brother and me the hunt is on
0: a player the other thing that we've really become familiar with uh too is is injuries and yes. and how like how much these players are risking every time that they go out and play uh and watching these players come back after missing a few games only to see them get injured again you realize like how devastating it can be to you know, really invest in trying to win and, right. and when you're using your body to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, that's a thing about hockey, I feel like, is there are players who will throw themselves in front of a shot,
0: yeah. which
1: um, I feel a, another thing that I've come to appreciate watching hockey as much as we have is just the enormous physical toll that the game takes on you, where a, a puck is not a... Sp- like from a ballistic standpoint, not a small object no. to be fired at your body. Yeah. At, at, you know, eighty miles an hour or whatever.
0: Uh well, and that's the thing. Like to get the mobility you need to go up and down the ice, like you can't have pads over a hundred percent of your body. Like you need some movement and so you need some space where your body is not covered. Yeah. So there's just there's <laughs> there's, there's there's
1: hockey players who are fast. Like Jordan Cairo is a f- is a fast, fast yeah. little gentleman who can get down the ice really, really quick. But then, like, he he cannot throw himself in front of a puck and he cannot, <laughs> yeah. if he gets hit into the wall too hard, he will fall down because he's a little gentleman. <laughs> but yeah. then there's tough, then there's, there's t- like tough defenders who yeah. will, like, there are people whose role it is on the team to do a fight. This is the thing we've learned about fights yeah. where, like, if you see this person on the ice, they are meant to intimidate you because if you are being a little too rough with the other players, if you are checking them into the wall and like really going at them, then they may put their fight guy on the ice and then yeah. you have to maybe be on good behavior because the fight guy may try and fight you.
0: This was a thing when I like when I first started watching hockey that I feel like was a lot more prevalent because I still remember there was there was Kelly Chase and there was Tony Twist, and these were two S- why do they have <laughs> such good names? These were two St. Louis Blues players whose whole job was to just like really, really stir stuff up on the ice and and constantly had penalties uh and it was just kind of the thing of like you were going to send them out and if you saw them on the ice you knew
1: yeah what was coming and that psychological aspect didn't make much sense to me until i put myself in the shoes of a player on the ice right and this is a, a thought exercise that i find very engaging while watching hockey where like you see the few seconds that somebody has the puck like In the opponent's zone, like, trying to figure out how they can get that puck to somebody who can hit it in the net. But also, there is a big man, like, coming at you very fast. And you know that big man (laughs) does not possess the facilities to stop. He can't. He won't (laughs) slow down because it's ice. And you're on blades and so it won't be possible for this man to stop so you're going to be hit in a few seconds pretty hard and pretty bad and all you can hope is that it's a good hit and not a nasty hit yeah uh and and also like like, how can i but what is the I have to do this sort of calculation uh in my head of 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 the geometry of this pass i need to make it is a wild amount of focus required yeah and also, like, uh-oh, but they also have their fight guy on the ice. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, there are – I mean, just like football, there are, like – there are g- rules and guidance provided on, like, ways to do hits that are clean and are less likely to injure people. And people – you do learn this, uh, but it doesn't always work out that way. Um and and that's when penalties happen. Right. But you will see sometimes, like, a player, if somebody is skating towards them, you will see a player just kind of lean down a little bit. And if that player isn't paying attention, they will just flip right over.
1: They will, yeah. They will be, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so in my mind, I feel like uh, I've started to categorize sports into two camps. And they are the, like it a lot of stoppage of play camp like by design and the more sort of the clock just keeps ticking down camp like soccer and hockey in my mind are on this thing i still have not crossed i still don't find soccer very interesting soccer is i think hockey without the ice and the as quite as much hitting and uh, it just takes them a bit longer to go from one side to the other. So maybe that is It's also is a, the
0: way like soccer is filmed. Like hockey, they have cameras all over. Right. And and you're very close to the players, I feel like, a lot of time. Like you don't usually see the whole ice when you are watching a game. Whereas right. soccer, I feel like it's very hard for me to get attached and connected to what is going a on. a lot of running. Because the camera is up really high. Like you are looking at the whole field just by nature of the way it is filmed a lot of times. And I don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah. Um, and, but in the other camp is like baseball and football where like football the the and baseball like the stoppage of play is like inherent to the thing. I mean baseball is technically technically its own camp.
0: Yeah, baseball it like could, just
1: doesn't start.
0: Baseball could last 7 hours. Like right. there is no guidance around the That's time. That's another for good baseball. yeah. Hockey <laughs> what's
1: great about hockey is like the games usually take around the same amount of time. Uh, you know, they go into overtime and shootouts sometimes, but those are over with very very quickly. But yeah. baseball could be holy shit, you could be in there for the long haul. That's
0: Another thing they change. Overtime used to be a full 20 minutes of play. It used to be like a fourth period, and they have changed it now. And now Griffin, it's five
1: minutes and then a Griffin shootout. hears
0: me complain about this a lot because it is not what I grew up with.
1: <laughs> no. Oh. No, it's not. Um, so, like, yeah, I feel like you have to be watching the whole time during hockey because it's always moving. Yeah. And once you start understanding, like, how your team plays and what it looks like for them to start putting, like, a shooting opportunity together that 's when it that 's when it like really unlocks like yeah. that's that 's for me that was the final step that I needed to like enjoy watching hockey as much as we watch hockey now, and it also helps that this is a weird season where they 've basically broken each of the like uh leagues down into like these tiny little clusters because of covid nineteen. So we have mostly watched the Blues play the same, what, four teams over and over again. So yeah. now I also know like what it looks like for the San Jose Sharks to like start putting something together and what it means yeah. for the Blues to try and like break that up, which Man, is a, a deeper understanding of hockey that is very can rewarding. Can I tell you
0: something kind of disheartening that I read today and makes total sense? So some of the best teams in the Blues division – had a lot of COVID cases. Yeah. And so they weren't playing at the front half. So the Blues were primarily playing teams that weren't at, ranked as well. Yeah. So the Blues, like, shot up to first place. And it was like, they're having a good season. And now, I like, <laughs> somebody wrote an article about how the back half of the schedule is focused a lot more on those, like, real expert yep. teams and how uh, their record may may plummet may, if may they don't, suffer if they bit. don't figure something out yeah I they, mean they're uh, playing
1: with half of their their team at this point so I think if they can make the playoffs yeah. that'll be a, a, a triumph of the human spirit yeah um, hey here's another rad thing about being into a sport is that you have TV to watch <laughs> yeah a few nights a
0: yeah, week. Yeah, so the Blues play almost every other day. So yeah. unlike, you know, football, for example, where you maybe get a game twice a
1: week. Uh, no, once a week. I mean, if you're only following one team, it is one one. Oh, game really? Because yeah. I
0: know that there's like Monday and Sunday.
1: No, once a week for Wednesday each football team. sometimes. Well, yeah, but they. <laughs> that's just because there's a lot of teams and they yeah. break up the oh, games okay. like that. But, uh, you yeah. know, if you follow one team, it's just one game
0: No, so, yeah, you'll get a game almost every other day, sometimes two in a row. Uh, and there isn't a Lot of television right now to watch, or no. at least that we're watching. So
1: this fills in the gaps quite nicely. I yes. I told Rachel the other day, like I don't know what we're gonna do when there's no hockey on I right know. now because we spend a lot of our nights watching. Definitely hockey. gonna
0: start going to bed earlier.
1: I guess. <laughs> uh Yeah, that's a that's a I don't know. That's a very rewarding thing. There's there's this is I I think when we talked about like doing this episode, like the the I I I wanted to send it back in time to myself. When I was very much in that camp of just like, you know, oh, oh, sports ball. How do how do sports? Why? When like I get like I understand it as a pastime, I understand it as a like game that you can appreciate watching. I understand it. I'm speaking of hockey specifically right now, but broadly, like I, I understand why people watch sports. Now,
0: yeah, and I recognize that a lot of people may not listen to this episode because if you are not interested in sports, it's not like two people talking about it is really gonna like push you over the edge. It really is an investment of time. Like you know, you can't watch one game and think like I am a sports now. No, like you really have to kind of get to know like how
1: things work. But you know, it's wild there. There's not really resources out there that I have found to teach you how to get into a sport or a team. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is an ocean. It is a vast ocean. Any sport, even one with, like, the not as huge a following as hockey, like, um, there's nothing out there to teach you – is there a, like a YouTube video that you go to to learn the rules of hockey? There probably is, but like the thought has never really crossed my ma- mind to do that. I don't know how one We follow the Blues and I feel like I know the Blues very very well at this point, but like how do you find out what the other teams are up to yeah. in like a succinct way? Is Without- that is that sports center? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, no matter what, it's a big commitment of time.
1: It's a big commitment of time I that think, there's yeah, not a clear path. That's toward what I find really
0: time. interesting about fantasy football because I feel like I have known more people and seen it happen more times where people will get into football because they have joined some league, yeah, and they have made arbitrary choices as to who will be on their fantasy team and then they start kind of following the sport because they're trying to like win that that piece. Like I'm going to win fantasy football. Because that is a game that I can play on my phone and, and kind of understand.
1: Yeah. That's an enormous un- – yeah, I've stopped – I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't really give a shit about football at all anymore yeah, uh, or I mean, fantasy I, football. Yeah,
0: I I, I- – did fantasy football and I actually did really well the year that I committed to it because you, it required a level of attentiveness. Right. Uh, and you know, just kind of looking at ratings and making decisions. But I, I think about that a lot. Like we have a lot of friends and know a lot of people that are interested in board games. Yes. Uh, and so there, the interest of, of game is there, but there, it, it just is difficult to cross over into, into professional sports.
1: Yeah uh i'm always saying that i've tried so many times to cross over into professional sports it's it's it it is a different uh it is destigmatized to me like the concept of watching sports or being a sporting fan not to destigmatize like the apologetics that go into that for what is uh wrong with the league of whatever sport that you're watching but the like I don't know. Uh, we did a live show the other day, and the the producer for the live show was wearing a, a Minnesota Wild hat. And I was like, oh, you're a Wild fan? And he was like, yeah. Uh, and I was like, I'm a Blues fan. I was like, congratulations. Your team is, is quite good this year, now that they're not all uh, <laughs> ill from COVID-19. And he was like, yeah. And I had like a very short conversation about hockey, and I realized like I have literally in my life never done that before for even like even when I was like a you know watching every Packers game when I was living in Chicago I wasn't like confident enough to go up to somebody on the street and be like "Ooh, a Bruins fan huh like or that's a hockey team
0: that's another hockey team
1: like a Bills fan that was who I was thinking of Uh, (laughs) like I didn't have that that confidence to do it but I don't know. It's a weird thing. I it's don't hard think...
0: to explain. I feel like like if I were to say why I like hockey more than other sports, it would be even difficult for me to do that because I don't know enough about other sports. The other sports, sports, right. To really say something about hockey that maybe isn't also true of other sports.
1: Yeah, no, it's just for whatever <laughs> reason, I, I, I feel like I understand what it takes to be – Uh, successful at hockey way more than I do at... Like, what does that look like for baseball? Like, how do you be good at baseball? Well, you have to swing that bat really good enough to hit it out and then you gotta have the right guys out there to catch it if it gets... Like, I don't know. I
0: will also say, and this may be true of other teams, but some of it is the fact that the St. Louis Blues announcers...
1: Oh my
0: God. ...do just a phenomenal
1: job. (laughs) I've not even taken the time to learn these gentlemen's names, but it's the, it's two of them, and one- One is
0: Darren. Darren is the color commentary. Okay. He, he, he is the one that, like, gives us all the nice little anecdotes and just the real enthusiasm for the game. And he used to be a goalie, I guess, because he talks a lot about what the
1: goaltenders are choosing to do. But the other guy-
0: the other guy is he's just he knows he knows the game. He knows uh, the game. He's got a very great announcer quality to him. True.
1: And he puts up with a lot of Darren's bullshit, is what <laughs> I'll say. Because Darren says a lot of uh, two things you need to know about Darren. And this is I didn't know that teams had their own sort of announcers that kind of like followed them around depending on what like what network I mean, you were watching. Sense, them. It right? makes a lot of sense, sure. Yeah. Uh, but Darren likes to say holy jumping. But that's all he says? That's like his exclamation? Which is weird. I don't know how you get there. I don't know what kind of life you lead that. Holy jumping! Becomes like your thing that you shout out. Um... (laughs) But the other thing about Darren is he knows everybody's birthdays on the entire fucking planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like that Zamboni driver, his son Dylan, it's his birthday. Today. Like, <laughs> holy shit, Darren,
0: what? Like, who's celebrating the anniversary? I mean, some of this is probably fed to him, but he shares it with such enthusiasm. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you know, so and so's son, you know, just graduated high school this year, you know, and and it's just it's charming. I don't know.
1: And then you see, watch some other feed from some other team and these just boring ass, like, oh, another goal. This is what
0: has been exciting for us about uh, investing in an actual like app where we can watch the games as as delivered by the local announcers. Right. Uh, So you get that like real commitment to the team, which makes a big difference. Yes.
1: Uh, uh, It ain't cheap. Having a subscription to the <laughs> no. NHL app, but it is, it answers a lot of those questions I posed at the beginning of like, where do you watch no, hockey? and if we you had giving? a hockey,
0: I mean, that's the thing. When I was growing up, like this was on like TV, ne- yeah. network TV, like you could, and this is true of a lot of people who live in larger cities, unfortunately not Austin. Like if you have a home team, you can watch them on yeah. on just like, if you, if you still had an antenna, you could probably watch them on the television. Yeah, it's uh, a shame. We we do not, we have, do not that. have that. We do no. not have that. No.
1: We could maybe go to Dallas someday to watch a Stars game. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's hockey. It's it's <laughs> it is a weird it's a weird thing to be to have as a as an honest to god hobby, uh, <laughs> especially since like I genuinely thought I had passed the point in my life. <laughs> where I would even consider like becoming a a fan of a of a sport like this.
0: And I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you did because it it has given us kind of something to do as a couple uh in the evenings and and kind of share excitement for and follow and and
1: And I've gotten to the point where like I will see, like, sometimes just have on in the background, just, like, highlights, like, the top 10 shots from the, <laughs> from the you know, yeah. Western Division this week. And I'll be like, oh, I wouldn't mind watching. That. I wouldn't mind watching 10 very good <laughs> hockey goals.
0: Yeah, I will, like, read articles and, like, look at the press conferences after the game. Like, I, I don't know that we can keep this up uh, in future years, but it's been a really nice thing this year.
1: Yeah. So I guess all this is to say... Open your heart. <laughs> Open your heart to hockey.
0: I asked Griffin if if we should like do some research uh because I felt like, you know, should we really educate people on on how the game works and and the elements of it and the history and
1: No. We decided <laughs> Learn what icing is, yeah. learn what offsides is. Yeah. And then you can more or less kind of understand the flow of hockey. Um, which is a good flow, because again, there is no friction. they move in such beautiful orbits <laughs> of, around one another it is it's 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 a very good sport,
0: I think uh, so too.
1: that's it. uh, fuck all other sports though uh, <laughs> Wow, yeah, except High I,
0: how- I don't know anything about
1: High <laughs> is the hockey of balls. That's not true. Soccer is <laughs> I probably... probably yeah, the, I thought yeah. we decided soccer was... Hey, that. thank you so much for listening to this very strange episode. Hopefully we'll be back in the saddle soon. Who knows? Maybe next week it would be nice. But babies, you know, life finds a way. Should you thank our
0: our partners in this effort?
1: Yeah, thank you to Bowen and Augustus uh, for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And uh, thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go yeah,
0: to, Maximum Fun, a real a real family family first network,
1: family affair. Hey, I don't know when this episode's gonna go up, but the Max Fun Drive is coming up soon. Yeah, and, uh, we we will have more information to share on that back when we are uh, going live uh, and and recording these episodes live. But uh, it'll be soon. We're gonna have a lot of fun bonus content for you that we're gonna record. I don't know at some at some point. <laughs> We're going to record that at 3 a.m. on Sunday nights, I guess. It's going to be the uh, – no, we'll figure it out. Um, but that's always a great time of year to uh, show your support for, for, well, us and the other shows on the network. And we, we appreciate you. Uh, maybe we, this isn't the right time. Maybe during the hockey episode is not the right time to start <laughs> no, putting No, we're down
0: to like seven fall. listeners who yeah. are very excited about hockey. Uh,
1: okay, that's it. Uh, we'll see you all we'll next week and get lots of, drink lots of water but not too much water. You have to know when to stop. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. Max Fun Drive 2021 is coming. It'll be May 3rd to May
0: 14th. To get in the spirit, we ask folks like you to let us know what Maximum Fun and our shows mean
1: to them. You know, the, the Maximum Fun Network is really important to me because it is not just a collection of podcasts, but it is a lifestyle and a value system. The podcasts frequently and deftly float between meaningful and irreverent in one moment drawing attention to social issues and in another making dick jokes about Klingons.
0: It shouldn't work,
1: but it does. And I have to believe it's because Max Fun's podcasts are, at their core, thoughtful and kind and human during a time that has often felt cold and isolated.
0: So keep being great and doing what you do.
1: Max Fun Drive will be May 3rd to May 14th, 2021, and you won't want to miss it.
0: Brilliant apps, drive exclusive gifts, and maybe some surprises. Want to directly support the hosts of the show we just jumped into? Come back May 3rd for Max Fun Drive.